Podcast. Hello there. Welcome back, Gav. Wow, and, and, and thank you for uh, I've forgiven you, and we've come back together in your house. Lovely stuff. Um, and today we will be discussing some stand that we went to see. Uh, we saw Richard Herring. That was lovely. We have listened to a podcast. Uh, Pappy's flat share slam down. Fun to say. Yes. <laughs> we have knelt at the altar of a comedy genius. Simon Munnery's DVD. Hello. We, you've pestered a man and talked to him? Yeah, I had a lovely chat, very interesting chat with Lawrence Clark, just before he goes out on a huge tour of two tours this year. And we watched something on iPlayer that you can also catch up on. Yes, we watched the first episode of 2012, uh, the first episode of the second series. Let's get on with it. Boom. Who knew that it would take four takes to get that? Amateurs. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so it's funny looking on tour. Garage Band has already detected feedback. It doesn't bode well for our mock <laughs> radio studio in your car, Gav. Don't spoil the magic. We might be uh, sitting in my car uh, in a grotty back street of Liverpool, but it's for a good cause. What, what are we going to see, Gav? Tell right, us more. We're off to see uh, Richard Herring live. What is Love Anyway tour? Coming, I think there's only about 20 shows left, but we're going to see him in Eric's in Liverpool, which I think is an old venue. It's a horrible end of Liverpool, and I say that <laughs> as a man who quite likes Liverpool. I so. love Liverpool. Uh, I've lived here for 12 years now, but this is the end of town. That, that, what, that frightens me a little bit. And also, so we've, it's quite a sunny day the day we're recording. Everyone's out, had a few beers. And uh, yeah, the streets are full of people, and they're not people that I'd introduce to your mum and dad. Well, Ian and Moira are in the north, as we know, um, this week. Uh, usually live in Leicester. But Herring, it'll be interesting to see what's going on. I've seen his last two tours, and I've enjoyed them, but I don't know if I'm a bit sort of fed up of him. Well, he's everywhere. He is everywhere. He's in the Metro. He's all over Twitter. He writes a blog every day. He's producing pod- He just podcasts all the time. Yeah. He he is everywhere. So has he spread himself too thin? It'd be, you know, it's it's really interesting. But, he's but it's a good choice, show. though, isn't it? He's, he does produce all of this material. It's free. Uh, it's out there. You don't have to listen to it. I I've never seen him live. I've seen some of his live shows on on DVD, um, and uh, I'm I'm very much looking forward to it. I think because I also do listen to his blog, I know that there'll be crossover. That's the choice I've made, because I'm the fanboy. So should we expect more than that? You are a nerd. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. Right, there's a, there's a revolution bar with a light flashing at me, so I reckon we just get on it. <laughs> well, I, I, dear listener, I shall steer him away from that, and we'll uh, we'll check in afterwards. Front. And my dad said, yes, of course I've got a copy of this. <laughs> so within five minutes of Julia's while I'm meeting my family for the first time, I was sitting down in the lounge with my dad and Julia, fast-forwarding through this table of Mr. Fun, trying to find this sketch, okay? And I forgot, in, the, in that episode, my, there was my character based on my dad. It was the jarred man of Somerset, who's basically some gizzards in the jar and eyeball. Uh, and the sketch began with me pointing a picture of Julia on the shrine, going, Dad! This is my girlfriend, Julia. Julia, this is my dad. <laughs> <laughs> Which had literally just happened. <laughs> <laughs> there was a weird atmosphere in the room. I said, no one was laughing. Well, 
It's much nicer than being in my flat than in that car. You, again, you're spoiling the magic. We could have pretended that we were back in the in the Skoda Octavia estate, but we're not. It is a couple of weeks later, um, and frankly, you you were too drunk to finish up uh, our live on the spot. That's not strictly true. I was a bit drunk. A little bit drunk. No, we we uh, we, we uh, jumped out of the venue and got you back on your train, and here we are in your beautiful uh, Mancunian flat. I really enjoyed it. You know what? I was, I was worried going into it that I wasn't going to enjoy it because of the over-herringness yep. of the internet and comedy nerds like us. Yes. But it was it was an exceptional sort of hour and a half. Flowed really nicely. Big laughs. Warm crowd. Good times. It was a good time. And it was really... It was, it, it was really warm-hearted. The... The relationship, the dynamic between us, the crowd, and Richard Herring. He he reflected it was a really good gig. He didn't have a good time. We had hoped to interview him, but he was. A, if you check back for warming up for that day, um, he got there a bit late, and the venue wasn't. People weren't there, and so he had to save some time, which we completely respect. And what a great night it was. I I really enjoyed the journey of the whole piece. Um, it there were loads of laughs and some trademark. Herring esque filth and um, <laughs> bit of blue, bit of blue, but it was a there were some beautiful moments and it was really touching in places. I I I reflect back, you know, he takes an idea, takes his concept, stretch, stretches it beautifully over the time. It's it was like a, almost like a lecture, really. Is it this this modern day version of a wreath lecture for the <laughs> for comedy nerds? I think you're blowing him is, slightly at the arse. Is it like <laughs> those Christmas lectures, those no. science ones we what <laughs> used to watch as kids because we had no friends at Christmas time? Uh, or was that just me? Uh, no, there it was, <laughs> and there was plenty of material in there that I'd never come across. Um, it obviously saves that for live stuff is very wisely, um, and and I think it was deserved. The, the the kind of rapturous applause he got at the end, and everybody was just smiling away, chuckling away. It was also a Sunday night, so yep. not not traditionally a great time to be doing anything. Well, yeah, but so then that tells you that whoever was there wanted to be there. It wasn't oh let's let's stroll out and entertain ourselves. They picked to be at a Richard Herring gig on a Sunday night in in Eric's, and it showed. I think it really showed. Um, but just the flow of his material and the dynamic between us all. Um, really looking forward to whatever he produces next. Really busy guy. Obviously, he's got his daily warming up podcasts. He's uh, his podcast last year for Edinburgh Fringe. I thought the daily podcast was They're excellent, absolutely fantastic. That's happening again in Edinburgh. Uh, he's starting a new podcast. Um, I think he could end up rivaling us. It's, I was going to say, it's interesting that for two men making a comedy podcast, we also like Richard Herring. Who knew? Who knew? Uh, he's, he's obviously redo- he's starting a new podcast based on the Edinburgh Fringe in London. Some fantastic guests. Stuart Lee, who, as I think we mentioned last time, I've seen and you're about to see. Yes. So we'll talk so. about that at a later podcast. Uh, loads of material which he gives away for you. And then this kind of, well, buys DVDs um, and, and go and see, see his show. This um, show, What Is Love Anyway, that he we saw, he is recording for DVD, and I presume the, the good guys that go Buster Stripe 
Ah. We'll be releasing that. So you might it's listen. Go Faster Strike. Love it with this podcast, as you'll find out a bit later. Um, and uh, one of the things I really, I was really touched by was the fact that as you go in, every seat had a program on. Fantastic program. It's a gift. But he um, asked you to make a donation of what you think it's worth. Now, I, I did make a donation. Uh, quite a considerable uh, donation. I don't like to talk about my charity work. <laughs> um, uh, and actually, I took two. Did you know? And oh. the reason for that is, uh, dear listener, we are going to have competition. Because I we got uh, Richard Herring to sign a programme. Uh, two funny-looking podcasts. And if you do stick around to the end of the podcast... Uh, we shall tell you how you could win that. And believe me, if you enter, you'll probably win. Because <laughs> hey, we've had emails. It will just be you. We've had emails. Funnylookingpod at gmail.com. You sneered. <laughs> uh, uh, thank you, Laura, and my very good friend, Laura, for doing that. It made us feel good. Stick around to the end uh, to find out how you could win a signed Richard Herring uh, programme, which we donated £10 to Scope for. <laughs> So next up is something you've brought to the table, Gab. It's uh, Simon Munnery, who you went to see in London recently. Yeah, I did. I saw uh, Simon Munnery's last Edinburgh show, the uh, Hats Off to the One One Us at um, Soho Theatre. I had uh, taken your boss with me to, to, to London. We were both there and it was her birthday. And as a treat, I organised to go and see Simon Munnery. At the Soho Theatre. So this is why my boss is so angry, because you generally ruin birthdays. Yeah, me. I did. Uh, but no, I didn't. We both both loved it. And Simon Munnery is someone that, um, way back when, when I was at college, not much older than you, uh, younger than you are now, Pete, um, Simon Munnery was, was uh, very well known on the circuit. He had a character, which he still does now and again, called uh, Alan Parker, uh, Urban Warrior. And uh, we saw him at our college... And ever since, I've been really interested. He's got this tag of the, being the comedian's comedian, which I'm sure doesn't do. Does that just mean he's impoverished and <laughs> yeah. no, nobody? He's never going to be on. I hope the not, because because <laughs> I think if you if you ever watch Simon Munnery and you think I've seen that somewhere before, that's a derivative of someone else. It's because he's done it first, and everyone else is feeding off that. He's um, really difficult to describe. I think. I mean, we watched. Um, a DVD called Hello, which you can get from his website, or you can get from the fantastic GoFasterStrike.com, and we're not connected to them at all. But almost anything they've got there, they produce, is just I, I, I love. So I, I was walking down the road the other day. Which road? See, Jimmy Owen Heckles saves time. <laughs> Same road as ever. Think about it. All roads link up, don't they? Topologically, there's only one road. If you can imagine a road that isn't linked to any other roads, it's not a road, is it? It's a runway. <laughs> Walking down the road, couldn't help noticing how beautiful we were. It was raining, but everything was glistening. And I thought, the world is so beautiful, why would anyone in their right mind bother to take drugs? And then I remembered I was on drugs. <laughs> I tried to trace back my addictions, and I said, what was my first addiction? I thought, of course, air. Uh, followed by milk, like a fool, I mixed them. <laughs> Next one after that, probably attention. I'm over that. <laughs> Was this the first time you've come across him? I've heard his name, obviously, because um, he is so well revered by a lot of people that I, I enjoy. First time I've actually sat down and watched him, and it, it's very surreal and enjoyable, and it, it was really, really great, actually. Um, you got involved in his live show. 
I did. I did. Yeah, we. He does this piece. Um, how would you describe it with respect? Um, the two guys left behind when the main character has <laughs> left. Two guys up on the uh, cross, crucified, uh, having their last conversation. Yeah, and and um, some of my shows have a kind of homespun nature to them, and he'd created this two D. Um, puppet version of these two characters on the cross <laughs> and he had nowhere to hang it because his his arch which he'd also made uh, wasn't quite working that night so I, ended, I did end up holding this I'll put a picture on on, on the, the website uh, I don't know what that means I'll tweet it um, <laughs> and yeah so when I start holding this this item uh, I didn't realize it was a 20 minute sketch uh, but no it's a fantastic it's a fantastic piece where these two characters very respectful uh, but where these two characters just talk to each other uh, in their final moments, and um, something you don't expect to laugh at as well. I mean, you know, it's been it's ground that's been covered with Life of Brian, but this is actually quite moving. The other bit I love, uh, which I've seen him love, was the um, the Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, bonkers. He is bonkers. The way he just streams it up, but you said that that's something you saw years ago, and he's still doing it. Well, it's something that the Sherlock Holmes he's done a few times. If you go onto uh, just go onto YouTube and put Simon Munnery Sherlock Holmes, you'll see this this monologue. Uh, he, he he obviously crafts. He obviously writes. He's plainly a writer. Is obviously there's a lot of scripted nature to it. Even uh, this off the cuff bits and pieces on the DVD. You know they're obviously very finely honed and and. And scripted, and he makes a joke about a review being his work being almost art, <laughs> modern art, which is a lovely, lovely little sketch involving Venn diagrams. But it is. I mean, he's um, known as one of the a contributing writer to Banksy's work. <laughs> you know, I like to think that that, that, that he makes Banksy funny. Um, they, he's definitely, I mean, he's just won the Chortle Innovation Award, I think, this year, 2012, for his conceptual restaurant, La Concepta, which, again, if you uh, go to YouTube, you can see a version of that. I've got no no idea what that would be, but um, I can imagine it being a bonkers experience. It's someone I'd really recommend you see live. But the DVD, which is a couple of years old now, um, it's, it, there's huge amount of material on it, as there always is with Go Faster Stripe. You've got there's something on it that I'd only ever kind of heard about. Uh, this this early sketch, uh, this, this early character he had uh, with a friend, and it was like a video of classic VHS pointed at a stage uh, called God and Jesus. <laughs> is that as respectful as the other sketch? Yeah, I think. Well, they're just names. They're just words. Um, <laughs> But but really, you know, it needs to not be the comedian's comedian. He is pop, he pops up on Radio Four now and again. League Against Tedium had a series and and, and deserved much more. Um, I would suggest to you that you will not regret getting hold of his Hello DVD. And you would, it's a, this tour's finished. Obviously, he's working up to uh, some festival season, and obviously Edinburgh Festival is touring again. Simon Munnery, worth investing your time in. Loads of his stuff on, on his from his website and YouTube, um, and buy his DVD. Rod Gilbert bought two the <laughs> night I saw it. What's Rod Gilbert gonna do with two? He's just a nice man, Rod Gilbert. I bought two as well. Did you? Yeah, I've ordered one and I bought I bought <laughs> bought another one there. Feel sorry for him. No, I just <laughs> wanted to buy. I bought one for this. In fact, this is a gift. I'm giving you can keep Simon Munnery. Hello. 
I think I'm going to buy much more. I have bought more from Go Faster Strike. The um, the Richard Herring, who we talked about earlier, uh, Fist of Fun Series One is produced by them. I'm. I think we should work through. Maybe we should do a Go Faster Strike special. So loving. Maybe they'll send us some free stuff. We don't want free stuff. <laughs> I don't want anything free. I don't want anything free. They deserve to be rewarded. Simon Munnery, search him out. Agreed. Okay. <laughs> uh, first of all, we'd like to apologise for the background noise. Um, that rather irritatingly, best friend of the show, Claire, is making a lot of noise while, rather wonderfully, she's making our dinner. She's trying to make us dinner. Which kind of like... Um, as two two nerds sitting here with the woman making dinner is a little bit. Uh, it's, it's the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. I'm guys. feeling a bit uncomfortable. <laughs> what are we having, by the way? Um, we're having steamed salmon and a Thai coconut protein rice thing. And that will be available to taste, uh, dear listener, uh, by us. I think the, the listenership of this podcast is so small, yeah. we could do it live and Claire yeah. could make everybody do it. Why, yeah, why don't you come around next time for podcast three? Just come round, we'll cook for you. Podcast supper club. Yeah. Nice, though. <laughs> oh, now there's an idea. That sounds like the most middle class thing ever. <laughs> it's very middle now, class. Now, we've been accused of being middle class. There are many things that I am, and middle class is one of them. <laughs> and amongst the middle class, there's been a bit of a phenomenon over the last ten years the growth of the podcast hence we are here today um i i i listen to rather a lot well you drive everywhere don't you i do a lot of driving and the last thing i'm going to be listening to is radio two four i like a bit of radio four obviously but i get sick of it so podcasts and um we're, we're looking at a podcast now uh that you recommended um me tell me about it i recommended pappy's flat share slam down Brought to you by the marvellous Pappies Fun Club. Well, just Pappies these days. They're not Fun Club anymore, are they? They They're, used to be four. They ditched somebody and took the fun out. <laughs> um, so, Fletcher Slamdown is a quiz show. Um, we'll come back to the quiz aspect of it, because yeah. it is irritating. Right. Uh, <laughs> That is recorded in front of a live audience, studio guests. The premise being that the host, Matthew, Matthew, as they call him, because they're from Wolverhampton, is uh, the landlord, and he has a task needed to be done in yeah. the flat. It's a very weak premise, but mm. it's a very funny podcast, and they're clearly trying stuff out, and sometimes things fall on their arse, and that's fine. And sometimes things are just genuinely very, very funny. Tom, Ben, get down here now! Oh, what is it, Matthew? What are you doing sitting here in the dark? I'm not. You're not sitting? Wow, you're even shorter than I thought. No, I mean, I didn't choose to sit in the dark. The bulb's gone out. Oh, well, that's it. I guess we can add living room to the list of places in the flat we can no longer use. First the toilet and now this. What's happened to the toilet? Uh, nothing. Look, we are going to use this room again. A room without any light. What are you going to do? Develop photos? Make love to your ugly girlfriend. Develop a photo of you making love to your ugly girlfriend. No! And the joke's on you because I don't have a girlfriend. She left me. Ha! So who was that girl who came for dinner last week? That was my nan. So let me get this straight. You've designed a dark room so you can develop a photo of you making love to your nan. You're so weird. No, we're going to use this room again as a living room because one of you is going to change the light bulb. Well, it's not going to be me. I'm scared of heights. It's definitely not going to be me. I'm scared of 
Wuthering. There's only one way to decide this. We're going to have to have a... Flatshare Slam Down! What did you think? Well, um, I immediately uh, signed up to it and I was rather despondent to see there were six episodes and a Christmas special to catch up with before the new series that has just started we're talking about. And uh, so I started listening and I've got to tell you, you're on a winner. I loved it. And and this is the mark of respect I gave this podcast in the end. I didn't even listen to it on double speed. <laughs> wow. Um, they could stick that on their flyers and... <laughs> <laughs> Flat share, slam down, I didn't listen to it, times two. I, I really enjoyed it. I think the quiz show premise, of course, it's just that structure. And I think it's fantastically uh, silly all the way through. Uh, I love the fact that it is it is all over the place at times, but they've obviously done a huge amount of preparation for it. The, the pre-record uh, the music. There's some very funny repeating shtick between uh, across the episodes. They have a fantastic guests uh, throughout the run. Um, you particularly highlighted, and I really did enjoy the Christmas special. Uh, Ian Lee, who's another uh, really funny, funny, funny guy. Uh, uh, they. Uh, I'm rambling now, so I'm cut that. <laughs> Shut up, old man. <laughs> we should have that. We should need jingles. Yeah. Um, so, series two, episode one has just been on, which is uh, based around light bulbs. Again, the quiz aspect, Gav, frustrates me. Now, this is frustrating. Now, I know <laughs> how much you love this, uh, and, and I just want to understand why you're so... Just, no one expects the quiz to be good. I just want them to get the answers right. No. I just feel like... That, 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 this... this uh, on this first podcast of the second series, Bridget Christie and John Richardson were the guests. Bridget Christie, who I, I, I've heard of, um, had never seen uh, or heard. Uh, a revelatory funny there. She was definitely trying to play the game. I appreciated that. Yeah. I was pleased. Yeah, um, uh, I, I do love the dynamic between them. They're obviously all, they obviously get their mates in. The episode I really enjoyed was, was uh, of, the, of the first series was... Um, uh, Robin Ince, who was definitely <laughs> played up to his grumpy um, persona. Well, I hope it's a persona. I'm actually following him on Twitter and might, might not be. Um, you know, you get you, you, your friends wow. in here. You got bitchy. No, got, I'm not bitchy. Got bitchy. I'm not bitchy. I love Robin Ince. Uh, another fantastic podcast there um, with the, Robin Ince and Josie Long's uh, Utter Shambles. Uh, very much looking forward to the next episode, Brian Gittens. If you don't follow him on Twitter, please do so. It, just a brilliant character uh, there. Um, and again, the music. The music works for me. Well, um, the quick fire round introduction is probably one of the highlights. So Absolutely. go back and listen to the first series. And you should also get onto the Pappies Bangs the Mash podcast. They are churning this stuff out. Listen to it. See, appreciate I, them. I haven't even begun on that second podcast. Does that make me a bad person? It, in many ways, that's one reason why you're a bad person. You're... Just the one. So we heartily, heartily, the four people that listen to this, um, <laughs> we, we would say to you, if you're going to listen to another podcast, definitely pick up the Flatshare Slam Down. Um, we're going to go straight from here and give it a four-star review so that when we get on iTunes, uh, we'd like um, producer Ben to do the same for us, please. Is that, is that reasonable? Only four stars. Can you go up to five? I'd have thought so. Five. Five stars. We'll give you five stars. That's the traditional system, isn't it? 
I've no, I've no idea. I'm making it up as I go along. And uh, so, go to their website. Puppies Comedy, maybe. I don't know. Are you telling me to go to the website? Well, just it's, it's, uh, preparation. Okay, I'm really disappointed, actually. <laughs> Puppiescomedy.com. This was your suggestion, and you don't even know. I've done... <sighs> Leave me alone. I'm contractual obligation. <laughs> Puppiescomedy.com. You can follow all the links there. Um, go and see them live. I've, I've not seen them live either. Should we do that? Yeah. They're not coming anywhere up north, though. Come north. Right. Enough of me talking. I'm bored of my own voice. Who have you been to meet this week, Gav, in your pursuit to meet interesting, exciting, brilliant people? So here is Lawrence Clark uh, talking about his upcoming tour. We should call this feature Gav Cross in Conversation. <laughs> no. <laughs> really not. Because I am a truly terrible interviewer, as you will now hear. <laughs> I've said this in the previous interview, but uh, to previous guests, considering you've just started a tour, you've been uh, probably re- replying to huge amounts of t- tweets and emails, you're looking remarkably well. Really? Because I've not had a lot of sleep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was being polite, you're looking rough. <laughs> was it, was Saturday night, was, was that the first night? Saturday night in Contact Theatre was the first night of the tour. And what's the show? It's called Health Hazard, and it's a show about the dangers of privatising the NHS. So this <laughs> is a show that you, you uh, took to Edinburgh? And, yeah. you, and you've reworked now for a full touring show. What's the give us give us that overview introduction? Well, uh, I mean, D- David Cameron did, did, did me a huge favour because I'm not a topical comedian. Uh, <laughs> for the first time in my life, I'm topical. You're down, down with the satire. <laughs> Purely because um, is um. His reform coincided with, with what what I wanted to do anyway. Um, so I, it's about this idea of competition. I have more competition uh, in the NHS, uh, and whether or not that's a good thing or not. Um, as someone with um, cerebral palsy, with you know. <coughs> Issues around health. Uh, I I thought, well, yeah, where could I go to test out this idea of competition? So I go to the states, and I, I just so innocently um, go to insurance companies and right. give them my details, right. and uh, uh, and just work with a hidden camera. And uh, recall what, what I get back. So what are the couple of kind of uh, moments from this show uh, that that really gave you the meat to work from? Um, I, I I do um with health hazards. I, I mean, looking back, I should have planned the the, the filming better. Um, we did the filming in the States, so they really didn't know what to expect. So it was quite hard to plan what to do. Um, so I, I, I kind of did the obvious, kind of just sort of roaming the streets, asking people, have you heard of the NHS? 
So what do you think about it? And you get always these horror stories about socialism and communism. Right. And, and your stories that they've heard. So the cliche of the Americans yeah. the NHS came true. Yeah. So, so, so then, um, so then I, I, I sort of employed a device of pretending to be an insurance salesman selling British healthcare, selling the NHS healthcare and trying to get them to sign up. Um, and, and, and yeah, they sort of go for it and string them along uh, until you mention to socialised medicine or, uh, and then the look of horror um, as they realise so what, 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 what I'm trying to foist upon them. Right. It comes across that your, your starting material is very much the things that, that either your experiences or, or, or on your mind. But how do you pull together a show? I think, um, I think all stand-up comedy to an extent has to start with personal experience things that have happened, people will say to me, um, oh, you don't do material about disability, do you? Like, is it be worthy or, um, or not funny or depressing or, or whatever? And I don't really do material about disability. I do it about my experiences. It just so happens that they're influenced, filtered, but by the fact of who I am. Um, no one tells Graham Norton not to do gay jokes. Uh -huh. that, is he gay? <laughs> no, not gay. Oh, gives the game away. But it, it, it's part of who he is, it's yeah. part of what informs his outlook, his humour. See why this is any difference. From there, though, it's about looking at the kind of logic of, of, of what's happening and trying to extrapolate that to a logical but absurd conclusion. Um, someone told me once that comedy is about logical absurdity. And that's the kind of litmus test that I use. If it's um, if it's logical but not absurd, it's just boring. Yeah. If it's absurd but not logical, it's just silly. But if you can get those two things together, that's where comedy happens. So are you always looking? Are you always mining your own experiences? Is uh, are your family? Constantly thinking, oh, that's is that's going to go in the next show. Or... Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm a bit of a vampire, suppose. Have you ever had these? Because there's lots of lots, as you're right, lots of performers draw very much on their own experiences. Have you ever ever had uh, any of your your material where where whether it be Adele, your wife, or or extended friends, family, say no, no, that's not going in. Over until now. Um... That's ever happened, no, but uh, I, 
I think maybe that time is, <laughs> is fast and poochy. So this is it's a big tour, this tour. Uh, we'll, we'll mention some details at the end. Obviously, your audience is growing, and again, as I said, so how do you... What what do you want the audience to come back for to see you again? How do you grow that audience, and and, and what is the most important thing you want to send them away with? Um, I think to answer there's about five questions. Yeah, there are. <laughs> I'm a terrible interviewer. Uh, I, I, I think what you want to send them away with, first of all, is I like shows where I come out of it, and it's like. I'm looking at the world slightly differently. It's it's slightly changed my outlook on something. Um, and those are the sort of shows that I like to see. Uh, and that's what I try to do. I think in terms of growing audience, um, yeah, it's strange in this country. We do have this model of comics have to bring out another show every year and you take it to Edinburgh and you lose loads of money doing it Edinburgh because <laughs> everyone does. Um, does anybody enjoy Edinburgh? Does anybody make it? What do, what? Yeah, I, I enjoy it. But, but I don't, I, I, this year will be the first year ever that I make money at it. Um, and that's because it's all funded by London 2012. Right. <laughs> so, uh, for the first time ever, I'm going to be the only comic in Edinburgh with no overheads. Okay. <laughs> so, so, yeah. so is that going to make you the least popular yeah. comic in town? Quite possibly. I've only got to sell one ticket to make... <laughs> <laughs> to make a profit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Whereas, um, in other years, yeah, you can sell out all around and still not break even. Um, but yeah, we, we, we have this model of sort of constantly churning out material. And it does feel a bit like a treadmill sometimes. Uh, that you should do Edinburgh and then you do the tour to get back the money that you lost <laughs> doing Edinburgh and by then it's time to start it all, all over again. And uh, I, I've just watched it fantastic. It's watched fantastic. Got eight four-star reviews at Edinburgh. Uh, yeah, that's uh, really good going. Um... And then I couldn't tour it, really, because nowhere would take a show, or very few places would take nice. a show with that name. It was a very Edinburgh kind of name. So yeah. the, the, it, was, it, the, it had an audience that's harder to find outside yes. of yeah. a, a comedy-savvy audience. Yes. So I, I, I sort of... I, I didn't take a couple of years off, but I certainly went quieter... For a while, I did something. I got a different agent, um, so I started working on some more long-term things. One of which was the TV program that, that was on last night. Because to build an audience as well, TV does play quite a big part. That. Uh, nowadays, so the it's about raising in, that awareness in, of you in comedy. 
and it felt like I was slogging away, slogging away, but, but the audience wasn't so good. It, it was there, but it, it wasn't so growing with me. Um, but, but, but certainly um, doing this tour, being on TV, and then doing the shows in the summer, I, I think hopefully I am going to reach uh, um, a lot of new audience, certainly from the, the comments on Twitter last night. <laughs> There was quite a few people asking where they could get tickets, which is nice. Brilliant. So it's a really busy year. Really busy year. Big tour with Health Hazard. Mm. Um, where can people find out about that? So, um, so, so yeah, I'm touring Health Hazard in, uh, from now till about mid-May. And uh, all the dates and links for tickets on my website, which is www.lawrenceclark.co.uk, Lawrence with a U, Clark without any. And then after that tour in the summer, there's Inspired, and that's at Edinburgh Fringe in the Underbelly, and then at the start of September, um, we go inside with the Paralympics. I'm doing Bloomsbury Theatre in London, which is a, a 500 and something seat theatre. <laughs> I'm way bigger than anywhere I've played before. Um, yeah, I think tickets should go on sale for that in a few days. Um, and that's kind of the culmination of of the work for the London 2012 Festival. So I'm really looking forward to that. And I'm hoping that we can record it and, uh, and do a DVD of, uh, of that show as well. Thank you so much, Lawrence, Pleasure. for your time. Uh, the phones run off the hook. There are hordes of interflora vans pouring in with big, big... But no, it's a, you know, it's a busy day after the, the, the show last night. It was, um, you, you were inspiring. Uh, <laughs> cheers. Uh, <laughs> it is quite a weird feeling, though, to watch your life. Yeah. yeah watch your <laughs> everyday life on BBC One for 50 minutes. <laughs> that's, a hit, that's, that's the ultimate non-hidden camera show. Yeah. <laughs> Lawrence Clark. Uh, thank you very much. Good luck with this big year. I'm very much looking forward to seeing your show. Um, uh, great to follow on Twitter. All the links will be there. Uh, thanks again. Cheers. Well, that was the greatest interview I have ever heard. Well, frankly, of course, very interesting from Lawrence. I'd like to apologise for my uh, rather rambling style. But because this is about looking for the funny, but also finding out how people, uh, what their process is, how they pull together their, their comedy... Uh, I mean, I think it's a fantastic insight. What you should do, Gab, is put the whole interview up on the SoundCloud page and then they can hear every single bit of it. Funnily enough, we are the podcast that keeps on giving. You will indeed, in a couple of weeks' time, get the opportunity to listen to the full interview, just like you can do on podcast number one. Uh, the full interview with Spike and Spy Monkey. Uh, what did you think of the full interview from uh, Have a listen to it. I've got a lot of things on. 
Um, not, not a football podcast to listen to. So. I'm a little bit hurt. And uh, I'm looking over my shoulder at Claire and wondering whether a new co-host is possible. Mate, you're welcome to her. <laughs> and on yet again that misogynistic end, don't forget you can listen to the full uh, interview with Lawrence Clark in a couple of weeks' time. <laughs> was a lovely bit of dinner thank you claire that was um in fact uh, the, the reason the only reason that claire is sitting around the table now is that it that was lovely dinner oh thanks you, guys you, you as best friend of the show you're allowed to sit in again cheers when is this gonna stop I'm, my wife's not allowed on but your girlfriend is this is causing me a world of problems at home <laughs> right <laughs> So over dinner, we decided to <laughs> pop the tummy, pop the idiot box on. <laughs> oh God, Christ! What was in that dinner? Uh, and we watched the first episode of the second series of 2012, the BBC uh, mockumentary. It's a horrible phrase, but it is—it's uh, stuck, isn't it? I really like that phrase. Do you? It's just appropriate. She's off the podcast. <laughs> right. Um... Ian has asked head of sustainability Key Hope to step into his office. This won't take a moment. I know how busy you are. Yes, absolutely. I just wanted to mention something to you, that's Yes, because I was just on my way over to Clerkenwell, actually. Right. To uh, meet the hand dryer guys. Oh, right, yes. Going to take me through a few modifications. Oh, right. Well, that's great, Kate. That's I mean, really... I know everyone's busy. I know sustainability is the last thing anyone wants to think about. Oh, that's not true. That's fine. You know, sustainability isn't actually about being popular. Well, the sustainability is absolutely the centre pole that keeps this whole tent up. Well... Oh, no, it is. You know, were it not for that centre pole at the centre, then it, you know, I mean, how would we know where the centre was? If this trial works, this could go down as the games that changed the way the world dries its hands. Right. I really think that. The cast was excellent. Just like a, a who's who of good British mm. comedy actors. Lovely to see Jessica Haynes, Hines. Jessica Hines. From Spaced in there. A fantastic character, the PR uh, lead there. Brilliant, brilliant uh, turn of phrase. Uh, it, Olivia Coleman, kind of like doesn't feature in this, but has this fantastic uh, role as the PA. Um, and and there is not one thing that Olivia Coleman has been been in, and it's not absolutely wonderful. She's fantastic in it. Uh, Peep Show, Rev, uh, that Mitchell and Webb thing. Well, maybe, maybe there is one thing, but just just a fantastic that mix of of. Both being, I mean, we laughed. We did laugh. We did lol. I can't believe I said that. Uh, but it was, <laughs> but there was definitely the, the pathos there as well, and these gentle characters. The uh, sadness in her doughy eyes. Oh. Second thing of the week connected to, narrated <coughs> by David Tennant, who also narrated um, Lawrence's Lawrence and Adele's documentary. Full of fantastic that consultant speak. What was it the problem phase of the problem to the solution phase of the problem? That's 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 standard. That's uh, beautiful. It, that's that's <laughs> what they say at my work all the time. All of this <laughs> nonsense. Um, and also another good link to a previous podcast was. We also noticed Johnny Sweet made a, an appearance as um, a young lad called Justin. Johnny Sweet in that. Um, do you think you know this this kind of upper class twit character? That appeared in his uh, stand up, stand up on the new wave, Invisible Doctor. It was nice to see him, wasn't it? It's like, yeah. oh, it's like seeing an old friend. <laughs> <laughs> no awareness of who he's we very, are. Very, he's very, very good. 
He's very funny. Very funny. My favourite though, Carl, guy, an actor called um, Carl Theobald, who you recognise from um, Green Wing, uh, bringing back the power of a comedy moustache. <laughs> if I could grow facial hair, Gav, I would have fantastic moustache, but also just that brilliant bimbling character. <laughs> just everywhere he should be, he's there. <laughs> Uh, a real crossover between some of the actors uh, um, uh, with the thick of it, and it has that kind of similar sensibility. Do you think you're, you're going to tune in? Definitely. Actually, I really think I, I really, will. Really it like was it. a it was a to be continued episode, so it'd be foolish it's not to hooked you in. It's going to be a bit time limited, isn't it? And uh, but but definitely 2012 uh, worth watching and uh, worth catching up with on iPlayer. No, it's lovely. It's lovely that you're here. <laughs> it is lovely that you're you're here. It is lovely, Claire, and you're coming back next time. I am, yes. We're going to do a special, uh, Claire. Tell us about what you you have a little webby thing going down. <laughs> I've got a personal project. Um, Don't talk about that. Tell us the, about the webby thing. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, I've never watched Seinfeld, and. Um, Pete keeps referencing it all the time, all the bloody time. And it does reference, it does seem to reference everything that happens in our lives. Um, So I wanted to have a catch up. And um, I decided to start a little Tumblr blog and uh, with my observations of each episode. And I'm into season two. And it's not as dry as you're making it out. It's actually quite funny so far. (laughs) (laughs) It's not just I like that. It's better than this podcast. What's the address? The address is uh, seinfeldcatchup.com. Tumblr.com. Is this the time for me to say that I've never watched Seinfeld? Well, I think we will be covering this next time. I feel like everybody should watch every episode of it. And there's only 189 episodes, you know? <laughs> only. On. But, that, but how can you face that mountain of 189? I'm not thinking about it. I'm just thinking about the here and now. And we'll pop a couple of episodes on after I've an gone. episode of Homeland. After you've gone... <laughs> But it's, it's American. Oh, you know, I'm not dissing the Americans. Listen, I'm down with the Americans. <laughs> I don't want them invading my, my house or anything. <laughs> but it's 189 episodes. You know, with a good English sitcom, six episodes, finely crafted. But how can you face that? I've been told that it gets a lot better in season three. Oh, it doesn't sound like you're enjoying it. No, it's, I'm really enjoying it. It's great. And if it gets better, even better. So we're going to have a little bit of a Seinfeld focus. That was a catchphrase right there. Sorry, guys. If it gets better, uh, it's better. better. uh, So I'm feeling a little bit um, left out here. (laughs) A little bit of couples uh, sharing going on. Uh, Claire and Pete are going to recommend a couple of episodes for me to watch. And I'm going to find out why everyone thinks it's brilliant. So, right. So that's uh, for episode three. Thank you, Claire. No worries. See ya. Do the washing up. See you, bye. That's lovely salmon. That's a little bit overcooked. (laughs) Bastard. Well, that's the end of Funny Looking Podcast number two. Who knew we'd get this far, Gav? I did. Um, uh, (laughs) I know you did, didn't (laughs) I? But uh, uh, thank you very much if you've you've been on this journey with us uh, through to uh, the end of episode two. Uh, and we we uh, we're enjoying it. Are you enjoying this, Pete? Yes, thank you. Yes, we're enjoying this, <laughs> and we really want to hear from you. So to that end, 
Uh, as we said earlier, we do have this signed Richard Herring uh, programme from uh, this tour. It's a lovely piece anyway. We have made the charitable donation on your behalf to Scope. It doesn't stop you donating to Scope. If you go to Richard, Her Richard Herring's website, you can find out. So, basically, if you email us before the end of April and tell us why we should send you this programme will probably do so because it'll probably just be you <laughs> that's emailing give me us the reason as to why we should send it to you and we'll pick our favorite reason uh, so you can email us at funnylookingpod at gmail.com or could they tell us over on twitter at funny well, you could do you could do i'm, no, I'm going to judge it but at the end of april from the email as i say if you do this email now you're probably going to win um, when it's and I will post it to you but you could tweet us uh, twitter us up at funny looking uh, pod again we would like to hear from you and uh, we would like you to follow us we are on the Facebook yes so it's my mum's on Facebook now she's just added me it's terribly awkward <laughs> uh, so you can find us funny looking podcast <laughs> that's just a bit, little bit disturbing uh, you can join us on the Facebook and we uh, are coming together for a third and a fourth podcast because... Okay, what? Now, you've just given us the explicit tag. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, we've got the Arthur Smith lined up for the interview for next time. That's nice. Well done. I, I, I know. I'm, I'm quite pleased with myself there. And uh, Joe Caulfield has begged us... It was a bit embarrassing, wasn't it? It was a bit to, to, to uh, be uh, included in our podcast. Uh, the fantastic Joe Caulfield. Check her out on a podcast as well as everywhere else. And uh, so she'll be joining us on the third uh, podcast. Uh, I'm going to be schmoozing a bit this week. Yeah, where are you uh, going? I'm going to the opening night of the Udderbelly Festival. How are you? What? I don't understand this. I don't understand it. I'm going to tell you all about it next time. Because um, we're going to be doing a little bit of work on a project with the Underbelly Festival. Uh, and I'll tell you about that in the next podcast. So I'm going to take uh, Pete's boss with me. And we're going to just be geeky comedy spotters and see who we can see. And um, uh, tell you what the uh, free canapes were like. Ladido. Have a lovely time. And don't forget, in a couple of weeks' time from now, um, uh, probably a couple of months ago, if you're listening to this in a few months' time, Time, it's a, an abstract concept. I you think we can go into it now and really talk about you it. You could listen to the full interview with Lawrence Clark via our SoundCloud, and hopefully, our website and iTunes link will be up and running. Do get in contact, it'd be lovely to hear from you. So, uh, good night, everybody. See you later. Bye. <laughs> everybody thanks for staying this is our easter time easter egg we've been out and about and we've been to see the pirate captain an adventure with scientists let's have a quick listen to a bit behind every captain with glittering eyes and a luxuriant beard a briny rose Sure, some of you are as ugly as a sea cucumber. <laughs> you get away with it. Some of you are closer to being a chair or coat rack than a pirate. Hey! And some of you are just fish I've dressed up in a hat. <laughs>
but you're still the best crew a captain could wish for. Hey, don't forget Polly. I'm not forgetting, never forgetting. Polly, the finest parrot to sail the seven seas. Come on, girl. Who's the feathery heart and soul of our boat? Is it you? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It's definitely you, isn't it? Yes, it is. Now, we here on Funny Looking always find the best people to review. So let's introduce our reviewing team. I'm Gabe, and I'm seven. I guess you buy I. Eight. I'm Libby and I'm seven. That's great. Lean in, everybody. What did you think of the film? I liked it all. You liked it all? I liked Cut Liz. Cut Liz, why? Because she was dangerous and she was good looking. <laughs> you, who did you like? The monkey. Mr. Bobo, why did you like him? Because he. I didn't know a monkey could fire a gun. Uh, who knew a monkey could fire a gun? And what about you? What did you like about I the film? I like a monkey firing a gun. We all like monkeys that fire guns. Do you, would you recommend to your friends to go and see this movie? Definitely. Why? Because my best friend would burst out laughing. There was lots of laughing. And uh, if you were going to give it a mark out of 17 and a half, how much would you give it? A thousand. A thousand out of seventeen and a half? Out of what? If you were going to give it a mark out of seventeen and a half. It means one billion. One thousand billion. And Ned would give it one. And would you like to see it again sometime? I would too. So, here's a controversial question. What did you like more? The pirate captain? Or the Muppets? The Muppets! I've not seen them. Well, on the, that's a controversial end there. <laughs> you liked it too? Yeah. And Ned, what did you think of the Pirate Captain? Um, I liked it. <laughs> so I think there's a resounding recommendation Pirate there Captain. for the Pirate, Pirate Captain. Captain. Thank you very much, reviewers. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> there was only one. Yes.